until we humble ourselves and always be growing, always be developing, always be learning because there is no, I have reached the pinnacle. You're gonna be evolving and growing until you check out of here. In spite of the fear, in spite of the pain, I'm going to keep playing because what I want from this is more important and more powerful than the fear that's connected to this. Empower You podcast is devoted to bringing real world wisdom and encouragement to our listeners, fans, subscribers, and friends. We talk about a multitude of life principles and the process from an economic, societal, and cultural perspective. We believe that in tough conversations and shared wisdom, we can pave the path and leave a ladder for the future. So subscribe to our channel, rate, review, and let us empower you. What's up, friends? If you're anything like me, you realize that eating healthy meals supercharges your productivity and gives you a clear mind so that you can solve more problems at work or in your business. Smile More Meal Prep Service lets you choose from a variety of healthy food options that will fit your dietary needs while putting a smile on your face so you can stop stressing about eating healthy throughout the week and buying lunches because Smile More Meal Prep has got your back. And if you use the promo code EMPOWER, you'll receive 15% off your order so click the link in the show notes order your healthy delicious meals relax and smile more welcome to empower you podcast my name is Kibway cooper i'm so excited that you all are here today um in today's episode uh, we're going through our series all about men and um the challenges that we face the adversity that we uh encounter as we're building and growing into our truest selves and, and, and accomplishing our mission and our goal in life. And so today we're going to be talking about avoidance and fear. Um, a lot of times, uh, many times I, I'd say, you know, we as men, we tend to avoid situations that make us vulnerable out of fear of whether, you know, we'll be looked at or judged in some way that is negative um, and it impacts us in a lot of different ways emotionally, physically. Um, and if you look at some health stats, it's pretty clear uh, that men are, are, are suffering in this area. And so today I have a guest with me who is absolutely fantastic. Um, his name is Kendall Ficklin, and he is the CEO of Grind Nation um, and boss, the business of speaking and coaching and training. Um, he is the national and international motivational speaker, a business and self-development coach, a husband, a father, um, and he is just absolutely incredible. If you see any of his social media stuff, um, it's just truly inspiring. And I'm really glad that he's here to sit down with us and talk to us a little bit about men and uh, our issues with avoidance and fear. Mr. Ficklin, how you doing? Man, I'm doing well, uh, Kibway. Thank you for having me. I'm super honored. Uh, anytime I get an opportunity to share um, a part of my life's journey, the experiences, the growth, and, and um, anytime I get an opportunity to do that, it is always an honor. Um, let me just uh, update something. Uh, and I'm, I got to tell my team that we need to update that. Um, I don't even like to call myself a motivational speaker. I'm not a motivational speaker. I learned a long time ago um, to just go and do the work and allow the people that you impact to tell you who mm. you are to them. So to some, to some, I may be motivational. Some people gonna say you whack. I'm whack. <laughs> I ain't. I'm you know. I ain't. I'm hard. Right. But then to some, I'm inspirational. Some people, I'm pop. Some people, I'm unk, big brother. Like. So I don't like I don't like labels because I think labels create limits. And I think sometimes we can get caught up in titles and labels and, and real quick. And I'll, let, me, let me just share this. So when I, I used to cut hair and I had uh, I cut hair for almost 20 years, maybe over 20 years, actually. Um, and we would be in the shop and I know you've been in the barbershop before we'd be in the barbershop. And I cut a lot of preachers, a lot of high profile preachers, pastors, so forth, right? So there'd be times when one of my clients, one of my pastors would come in and all the fellas in the shop, they stopped cursing, right? They, they would be like, all right, Pastor so-and-so, Pastor Johnson just came in. 
And I finally was like, what? Well, I'm in the house too. Like you here, how about we respect each other enough? And instead of just respecting the title, respect yeah. the man, right? And that not just the man that has quote unquote the title, but respect yourself because you're a man. So don't just stop cussing because Pastor Johnson came in. Stop cussing because you Absolutely. are here. And I think when we start focusing on titles and stuff, you get like I've been in rooms with some high profile people and people are just bowing. And matter of fact, I was on a call yesterday, guy jumped on the call and just stopped me. I, I was like, <laughs> you all right. <laughs> yeah. I was on a call yesterday with a guy. He was just so excited. Man, Coach Case, it's an honor to be on the phone with you. I can't believe it. You live and in person. I'm like, Bro, slow down. I walk and chew gum. I go to the bathroom just like you. It ain't that deep. Um, my life's journey has gotten me to this point. Your life's journey has gotten you to that point. Just stay, stay measured and appreciate what we can learn from each other. So I just want to say to everybody, don't get caught up in the titles. And since we're talking about manhood and men, um, focus on being the best man that you can be. Give honor. And, and I always go back to, to uh, Christians with Jesus and religion and I'm not a religious person per se but I'll, there's a part in the scripture and I'm paraphrasing it I promise <laughs> you I ain't saying it right um, but it said he said do do this do these things unto the least yeah. of them thy brother meaning he washed the feet of the homeless people he did he didn't like all the accolades Absolutely. being put on him and so I just want all of us as men to just focus on serving as opposed to receiving. I said a whole lot. Man, right? listen, you said we got to <laughs> focus on serving as opposed to receiving. That's um, serving is a vulnerable act. And I think, you know, when we're afraid of being vulnerable, we're afraid of or avoiding our uh, our soft areas or areas that we're sensitive about. You know, it, it gets in the way of us being able to actually serve one another, serve our families, um, serve our community. And so uh, what you said is right on point. Um, I do want to ask you this. What was your childhood like? Who were your role models growing up? Um, so different at different um, season in different seasons of my childhood. When I was young, young, I didn't have a, a role model okay. per se. It was, you know, my dad was in the house. He was an alcoholic. My mom was there. You know, they were dysfunctional mm -hmm. in their marriage. Um, but during those times when I was young like that, before I was 12 years old, it was the the older yeah. guys. Like, so I was, I was eight, nine. We looked up to the 15, 16 year old guys. It was about yeah. sports. Uh, so what they did, they would go outside with their head rags. I would. And I, did, I didn't have a role model. Like school, back then it wasn't like it is now, bro. We ain't have people coming to the school speaking. Everybody wasn't trying <laughs> to be a speaker. So, you know, they could bring people. No, 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 we ain't have none of that. It was, you get up, we're going outside to play all day, and then we're gonna go play football. Like each of our blocks, 18th Street, 17th Street, 19th Street, 21st Street, we had football mm -hmm. teams. Each block had its own football team that we played each other and we played sports and we looked up to the, the teenage boys, the teenage guys, and we followed what they did. So there was no role model. And that, that's why I like, man, I, I tripped because I'm like, I tell people, I told somebody this yesterday, kid, where I said, um, somebody asked me the question like, yo, like what, what, what is your mission? And I said, my mission is to be the man that I have been looking for my whole mm -hmm. life. Like you just yes. asked the question. Who was my role model? I didn't have one. I needed me then. I needed an OG. I needed an unk. I needed a pop. My dad was there, but he was alcoholic. It was different. He was functional. But I needed somebody that, that could give me the game, right? And I didn't have that. So that's my mission, to be the OG, to be pop, to set the example, to be the leader, to, to be married and, and, and be in a happy marriage, to be faithful in my marriage, to have character and integrity like that's the mission. So I didn't have the model, so I'm doing my that's, best. To that's be amazing. Um, I think that's still, you know, even though there is a lot of speaking and things like that that go on in schools, you know, I grew up in Gary, Indiana, and there were no models out there either. And I think sometimes, you know, and I think that's the, that's the trap, right? That's what makes the bubble so tight is the fact that no matter what direction you look in, it just seems like the same old, same old. And your priorities are one, staying alive, 
Uh, and, and two, you know, trying not to be broke. That's it. You can't even think outside of that to, in order to have role models and stuff. And and in in so doing, and in so doing, you often, at least for me, when I was coming up, I would often just avoid, you know, conversations that you know made me think too big. Right? I had to learn to think bigger because it started to be uncomfortable. The bigger and bigger that you thought of yourself, of other people, the conversations you wanted to have, it started to make you uncomfortable and you just start to avoid things over, over time. I was fortunate enough to, to move on and get out of those environments and things like that. But a lot of folks just don't do that. They'll just avoid that uncomfortable transition and they stay on the block, they stay in the hood, they stay wherever it is, because that's all they know. Did you grow up you know, uh, uh, having difficult conversations with your dad or with your with your mom or anybody like that? Like who taught you how to be uh, courageous and bold the way that you are right now? Um, I didn't have those, like I, I'm 54. I, I, I turned 54 yesterday. Yeah, was it yesterday? Oh, nice, Monday, birthday, man. Uh, the 14th, yeah, yeah, last couple of days ago I turned, thank you. I turned 54. I came up in a different time, bro. Like I came up, where you do yeah. what I say do. You won't be having, you won't have conversations, yeah. <laughs> you know? What no, I probably had no conversations <laughs> with my mother when I was a kid. Like she told me what to do right. and I did it. Like, it was just that simple. Um, I would have conversations with Pop, but it was all surface. So it, that that didn't exist. Um, what you, and, and and watch this, the guy, I'm sorry, the man that you see, that you have right here, right now, back then, I was com I was complete opposite. Like there was no quote unquote courage. There, there were some natural leadership instincts, but I was quiet, bro. I ain't say nothing. I ain't talk. I, bro, I was on Facebook one time, and a dude that grew up with me, one of those teenage cats, said, it, you know, because I was doing a lot of speaking and everything on Facebook and all that. And dude sent input underneath one of my talks. He was like, yo, I didn't even know you could talk when you were in school. Because I never said nothing. I never opened my mouth. Like, there was no, like, I was always a leader, right? I never, I never followed the crowd. So out of the crew, I was always the shortest cat. I was the smallest cat. And I wasn't the dude that could fight the best. But I was the one that said, yo, we're going to walk away from this one. Oh, yeah, no, we're going to fight on this one. Or now we're going to be real strategic. Um, I was the one that kind of kept everybody, that everybody followed because I was so measured. I never got too high, I never got too low. I played basketball from fourth grade all the way up to the end of high school. And I was always the point guard. I was the floor general, I made yeah. those decisions. So I always had that, but I didn't know how to voice it, verbalize it. I didn't know how to communicate. I ain't talk, I didn't have no personality, <laughs> bro. I used to think on the inside. And, and it's good because I want everybody listening to understand that your life is gonna be about seasons. And every season in your life is designed for you to have some self-exploration, to find out the man that you're becoming and the man that you need to become. And then you start to develop certain habits and skill sets and traits and watch this, and you build confidence. Confidence comes as a result of you going out and actively taking chances and fighting fears. Doing those things that you don't know, doing those things that you're unclear of, like you said, the cats on the block that didn't, um, they just stayed there because they were familiar. I had a dude tell me who was a, a stone cold gangbanger said, he's like, pop, I didn't leave the block. I was scared to go out of town because I knew, even though I might've got shot, I might've got locked up, he said, I knew what to expect on the block. I don't know what to expect. I used to take the young boys to the colleges with me when I spoke and they couldn't even adjust to the campus just, just from being with me speaking. And so those types of fears that you talked about, as you start to face them, watch this. First, you face the fear. You challenge the fear. Then you walk and go through the fear. Every time you get afraid, you have to face it, fight it, and go through it. The more you do it, that thing that you weren't aware about, now you become aware, right. you know what it is. I ain't afraid of it no more. And then new fears come. So fear is natural, that's that natural thing. But you can't let the fear punk you. And that's what a lot of us do as men. 
we allow fear to punk us, like afraid to go to court and get custody of our kids. Afraid to have difficult conversations because nobody ever taught us taught us how to express our emotions without either being angry and going in or wanting yeah. to throw hands. Those are fears that have to be faced and they have to be challenged, they have to be addressed. So you're not supposed to know how to do it. All of us have to learn how to do it. You said you're not supposed to know how to do it. That's really, really interesting. No, you know, we, we live in an age where everybody preaches transparency and all of this other kind of stuff, but I don't think people are okay with transparency when it does it, when it doesn't end up the way they want it to. People are not okay with transparency when it involves no. People are not okay with transparency when the most real thing you can do is be flawed in that moment. You know what I mean? Like transparency ain't cute. So it ain't put together. It ain't, you know what I'm saying? And I think people want so and i think that's one of the things that men struggle with is that i don't know how to be transparent and cute i don't know how to be transparent and clean up well i don't know how to you know what i mean it's just is what it is and yeah. i don't know go ahead so watch this let, let me let me show you what i just i now i just told you i'm 54 <laughs> right always evolving always growing so i got my youngest my 18 year old right going through some stuff she had a, she, I found out she had a problem with me, right? Now, that's my baby. Like, she's been with me her whole life. Dad dad always, right? So she had a conversation with my wife, and wife was like, yeah, she got an issue with you. I'm like, huh? Not? Like, I'm the, I'm pop. Like, what, what? So end up, we went to therapy. Like, she was already seeing the therapist, and we scheduled a session with me, her, and the therapist. So I go to therapy. Now, you just said a word, transparent. Now, I like to think, and for those people that have ever watched me for any lengthy period of time, there ain't no more body, there ain't nobody more transparent than Coach <laughs> Kate and Kendall. Like I tell you the whole story, my whole life, how bad it was, how good it like. I'm thinking I'm transparent, but I learned a new word, bro. At the therapist's office, and the, they told me you need to be more vulnerable. Ooh, okay. So when you said transparent and what comes along with it and what people I think it's the language that we use. Instead of thinking about being transparent, as men, we need to focus on being more vulnerable. Because in the vulnerable, now watch, I told you, I just turned 54. I had to go look up the definition of that joint. Because like we use words every day, but we, most people don't know what the hell these words mean. They freestyle. I had to go look up the definition because I, I was kind of ticked off. Like I'm thinking to myself, y'all don't know what you're talking about. I am vulnerable. I'm transparent. Like, and then when they broke down the difference and when I read the definition, I was like, ooh, how deep are you going? Now watch this, kid boy. When you really start becoming more vulnerable, you go a lot deeper and you release the feelings that are just below the surface. In that vulnerability, it makes you stronger because you're not hiding. See, transparency says, I'm going to tell you what it is that I'm comfortable telling you. Don't matter what it looks like, I have a level of comfort. But vulnerability says, I'm gonna share something with you even though I'm not comfortable sharing it, I have to be vulnerable. In vulnerability, men really learn manhood. I didn't like none of that. I didn't like none of that. <laughs> yeah, I ain't like I ain't like none of it either. I still don't like it, but but I gotta grow because in order for me to be yeah. a whole man, right? Y'all write that down. A whole man. I can't just make money for the family, right? That's only right. part of my manhood. I can't just uh, be dad or pop. That's only part of it. I gotta be a whole man. That means I have to be from the inside out, be able to share my feelings, communicate my feelings, go deep when it's uncomfortable. Because at every turn, what most men don't realize is you are influencing somebody's life every single day. Whether it's an, a son, a daughter, a spouse, a niece, a nephew, somebody on social media, you're an influencer, not in this social media fad influencer. Like your everyday life, the vulnerabilities, the transparencies, the conversations, the way you walk, the way you talk, you're influencing somebody's life that's, that's looking up to you. And when we don't practice being a whole man, those gaps that are in our armor, somebody's gonna see it, we're gonna influence in the wrong way. True, true story. This morning, right, this morning, so I got clients all over the country, I got cats that been rocking with me, and one of my dudes that's killing the game right now, 
I'm looking at a couple of his videos and I see he look a little overweight. Cheeks looking a little <laughs> more puffy. He, I could, I like, I could tell he's, he's a big boy now, right? And so I called him this morning. I sent him an audio message. I was like, yo, hit me up when you get a minute. And when he called me right before I got to the office, we, we talked for about five or 10 minutes. I said, bro, I just called to say, man, I'm super happy for you, proud of you, keep killing the game. And then I said, but I need you to lose some weight and take care of your health. I said, forget the business stuff that you're doing. You're a man, you're a leader. And people do what with leaders? They follow. So now because you're not being a whole man and focusing on your physical health, as well as your mental health. You're now leading people down this right. same path. So think leader. Manhood is about leadership. And where and how are you leading the people that are following? That's heavy, man. That's heavy. How do you stop or how do you, how does a man who feels like he is being vulnerable or transparent, how do you tell the difference? Like you said, well, I, I speak about things, I get uncomfortable, you know, but I feel like I'm getting the same results or I still haven't have the same problems with people. Uh, it's not translating into my personal life. You know, I'm still having issues with the family or, or you know, your spouse or, you know, how do you tell, what are the symptoms of, uh, of, of something that you're avoiding versus something that, you know, uh, maybe you think you're doing right, but it's just not happening. Like, how do you diagnose that? Cause I've been in spaces where I'm confused at a certain point. I'm like, you know, I don't know what y'all want from me. You have asked, I have given you, you have, you have requested things of me. You asked me difficult <laughs> questions. I've given you difficult answers. I don't even know what you want now at this point. Yeah, every man that I work with, when I work with men, um, it doesn't matter how I'm working with them, either it's life or business. My very first question is, do you have a therapist? Most men say no, right? So remember, I just told you, I thought I was sweet with the transparent <laughs> vulnerability thing. I'm talking about sweet, sweet, bro, sweet. Until I had, you know, they call them uh, in other circles, conscientious objectors, <laughs> right. right? So it wasn't until I actually went to the therapist with my daughter, keyword therapist, now I have somebody on the outside of me that knows how to communicate something to me. And because they are a quote unquote professional, they will show me things that I can't see because they're seeing me from the outside in as opposed to me looking at myself from the inside out. It is difficult for you to diagnose. That's why you go to the doctor. Like you know when you ain't feeling good. But a diagnosis is going to take somebody to go deep. I need to get some blood work. I need to have a conversation. Like a So I'm saying to every man, you should have a therapist. I got one. I got my daughter got one. Like my wife got one. And the therapist, what, what my therapist does for me is allows me, I'm sorry. They give me their perspective of me from the outside in. So now I'm looking at myself and I say, this kid, what? oh, you ain't that sweet. Oh, so you thought that you were being vulnerable, but, and I couldn't even see what my daughter was dealing with. So now that an, an a conscientious objector or a therapist is telling me, no, that's not what it is. It's that, it causes me to think. Now, if I'm a true man and I love my daughter and I love the people that I'm affecting, I'm going to kill my ego and say, you know what, whether I agree or not. Now, this is a big thing. Even though I didn't necessarily agree, watch that. Now I'm being vulnerable and transparent. I ain't agree. She was telling me something. I was like, yeah, whatever, you full of crap. <laughs> I didn't agree. But because I love my daughter, I said, let me give it the benefit of the doubt and allow myself to go down this road and really grow and develop into something. Because a lot of times we, you know, you heard people say, yo, well, this is just the way I am. I grew up like this, this is just me. That's a lie. You are who you are because who you have decided to be. There's a, there's a man inside of all of us that we haven't even gotten acquainted with. He got a whole different name. He got a whole different personality. He's either more humble or more arrogant. 
But because as men, we won't allow ourselves to go deep. And then watch this kid work. Because we get so caught up in all of the noise and the outside distractions, we never take time to sit and meditate on the inside. So I call that doing the heart work. Not hard, heart, H-E-A-R-T, heart work. That's when you take time and just be quiet and sit still and think about who you are. Think about who you need to be. Because most men say, yo, I gotta do, this is what I need to do. I wake up every day and say, who do I need to be so that I can do what I need to do? Who do I need to be for my wife? Who do I need to be for my daughter? Watch this, Kibwe. Who do I need to be for Kibwe and his people that are listening? And when you start doing that hard work as a man, you, you start to develop what I call maturity. Because maturity doesn't come with age. It comes when you accept responsibility. And so that responsibility of doing the hard work starts to develop maturity. So I call this the stage five man. Right? And I'll go through that later. I'll go through the stages later on with you. But that's a stage five man. He is love and he is attention. He's mature. His love, the love that that man has, that mature man, that stage five man has, is they call that agape or unconditional. Yeah. You said maturity doesn't happen with age. It happens with accountability. That's mm -mm. It comes. No, no, no. It comes when you accept it's, responsibility. It comes when you accept responsibility. That's, that is so huge. Cause I think there's a lot of things that men struggle with and I, I myself included, you know, when you don't feel like you're responsible for certain ways that things that happened in your life. You don't feel like, you know, that's something that you should have to carry. But at the same time, it's like, but you're carrying it anyway. Like I got, I got buddies who you know, they're older than me and they just, it just doesn't seem like they can break through at all. You know, and these- They got therapy, well, they, they got do now, You know, but I'm just like, bro, you just, you just are caught up in this world you've created, you know? And, and you don't mm -hmm. even know how to get out of it at this point. You've lied so deep, like, it, I don't even know what to tell you, bro. Like, I love you, but I also, I'm just like, Dude, I don't know what to say. I don't even know how to help you. I don't even know, you know what I mean? What would you say to to these guys who feel like, you know, they'll have a heart attack if they get that vulnerable. <laughs> they have, you know, if they they need to avoid yeah. some things because the pain is so deep. Like, what would you say to them? Yeah. Kibway, yes, you sir. know how to ride a bike? This is exactly what I would say to them. Oh, when, when did you learn how to ride a bike? Like eight. How long ago? You remember? eight years old. Yeah. You remember that day? Yeah. So as you were learning how to ride that Absolutely. bike, did you fall? First of all, were you, were you scared? Let's start right there. Yeah. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Did you have, did you have, Put did you have training, training wheels, wheels on, right? So that you, and you learned how to ride with training wheels on. Absolutely. And then you said, it's time to be a big boy. Somebody said, <laughs> it's time to be a big boy. So you took the training wheels off and you were afraid to fall and bust your head to the white meat, right? Yeah. 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 So now watch this. Even in that fear of not knowing, you still got on that doggone bike. And watch this, you rode the bike, you bust your knee, you got right back on the bike. See, what happened was ego kicked in when you got a little older as a man. Mm -hmm. Now you're afraid of being afraid. And we make these excuses that say, man, if I get vulnerable, it's gonna be, those excuses because you are pumped. Just think when you was a little boy and not forget the bike, sports. Like, so I would go right to what most men connect to, sports. Oh, you played football when you was growing up, yo? How did you learn how to play? Man, I was in Pop Warner killing it. Who taught you how to play? Man, I had a, I, you got on the field and you played. Remember that first time you took that first hit and it knocked the, I'm talking about that real hit? Yes. You ain't stopped playing, did you? <laughs> you ain't stopped playing, did you? Absolutely not. Nah, you made a choice. You made a decision and said, in spite of the fear, in spite of the pain, I'm going to keep playing because what I want from this is more important and more powerful than the fear that's connected to this. Mm. So now you got a little older, you're supposed to be grown. 
and you think you're smart. See, ego has us thinking that we sweet. You ain't sweet. And until we humble ourselves and always be growing, always be developing, always be learning. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. I want to take a second and tell you about a service I've been using that has literally changed my life. Akita Ricks, the founder of SawyerScore.com, helped me erase negative items on my credit score, provided me a clear path to improving my credit, and raised my score by 100 points in the first 90 days. Like, whoa. The best part about all of this is all I had to do was follow instructions. Now, if you're like me and you need a credit bestie, you need to click the link below and schedule your absolutely free discovery call today. Tell them Kidboy sent you. There is no, I have reached the pinnacle. You're going to be evolving and growing until you check out of here. So you said, um, you mentioned in, right, in the question, right for the question, the, about the responsibility, right? Real quick. With my ex-wife, right? On my second wife, my ex-wife. I was armor bird for the pastor. My wife was the armor bird. My ex-wife was the armor bird for his wife, right? We was going through it. My ex-wife and I was going through it. So, uh, you know, we was doing counseling with the pastor, right? Now I'm his right hand. I'm I'm his right hand man. I'm I'm that dude. Like I say boo, everybody jump, right? <laughs> so me and him sitting in a session, and he started telling me, now this pissed me off back then. He said, X, they just called me X. He said, X, you 110% responsible for everything that's happening in your marriage. And I was like, nah, bro, she tripping. You know how it, she tripping. She talking to me like this. She saying this, she, 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 she. He said, I don't care what she do. You have a responsibility. You have a choice on how you respond to everything that is coming towards you. Now I fought it, but as I've gotten older and I'm always reminded of that, I'm like, you are, like you're telling your boys, you are 110% responsible for the life you've created or have not created for yourself because of the decisions that you made. Now, if you're not happy where your life is, make different decisions. And if you, and, and watch this, if you're happy where your life is, then that is a sign that the decisions that you have made have lined up with what you wanted for your life. It's just a decision. Am I happy with where I am? No. Do I feel like if I get more vulnerable, it's gonna kill me? Yeah, but do I wanna be more vulnerable? I don't know, just make a decision. If you say yes, then that means there is a process. There are actions and activities that come along with that decision. That's so deep, man. That's so deep. Mm. That's That's the... So having this podcast <laughs> has put me front row for a lot of things, emotionally, personally, all of that. And and so, you know, obviously I'm the first one to receive the word, right? And so then I disseminate the word to everybody else. And so it has caused me to really just look at myself um, as I develop, I feel like at a more rapid pace. I feel like, you know, there's a microscope on me um, and you're not allowed to exhibit the same humanity that other people do in certain situations. And so what I'm trying to figure out or what I'm learning, I'll put that, is how to be, how to accept responsibility for things I feel like, well, I guess it really goes back to what you said. Cause I almost said how to re accept responsibility for things that I did not cause. However, there's no reaction that I had that would not have caused it. So I have to accept that you're a part of it. Otherwise it wouldn't even be on your plate. So you have to accept responsibility for that. No matter how people view it or how, you know, people try to change it to make you out to be some kind of super villain when you're not, the re regardless, you still participated. So it just yeah. is what it is. It's perspective, bro. It, it is. So you talked about living under that microscope. Mm -hmm. So look what I do. Like, I'm telling you all my history. Now, <laughs> but you know, I ain't got no problem telling you I got an ex-wife. I had an ex-wife. I did this. I got to go to the therapist. I'm with my daughter. I have learned that the more I share about my life, the more transparent and now my new world, vulnerable I am, the pressure to live under a microscope is less and less and less. 
because I'm already showing you, yo, my man is legit. He keeping it straight 100. He telling us all this other stuff. Everybody got extra stuff that they haven't talked about unless it's necessary. I don't have secrets. I do. My wife got to tell me sometimes, bro, stop telling our business. I'm telling people when we, <laughs> bro, I'm out here telling people smash and grab. How me and my wife doing this smash and grab? All these other, my, the, the finance, <laughs> like, bro. So what I've done is I have created a an environment where I don't have to hide. So when I tell people I don't smoke, I don't drink, I don't do dope, I don't chase women or men, what I'm saying is I'm telling you that this is the character, the core values that I live in. I'm telling you this. So now I've created accountability. I've got responsibility. And now if you see me with a red cup in my hand, looking like I'm taking the drink, you need to check me. And most cats, because of ego, you think you're supposed to be, you ain't under no microscope. Matter of fact, remove the microscope. Just let everybody see who Kidway is. Tell, I'm sorry, be more vulnerable. <laughs> be more vulnerable. Yeah, because for most of us, the ego, ego got us, bro. Ego got us killed. And then watch this. This is, this is the most powerful piece. Social media has us living in a false reality. Now watch this. Now, I'm sure your podcast is phenomenal. And just from the conversation you and I are having, it's a great dialogue. But there are people who just get caught up in the in the words and they completely forget the work. So there's two dynamics. Your job is to get the word and share the word. Your audience's job is to take the word and put in the work so that the words have not just been put out. Bro, watch how powerful this is. You created this podcast, right? Mm-hmm. Where did it Where did it start? In your what? In my work. In your In head. my mind, yeah. You had an idea. It wasn't real. Anything that's in your mind that you're thinking about, it's not real. But it went from your mind probably to paper. Or you typed it. So now you took an idea that wasn't even real. It didn't have any form. It wasn't physical. And you brought it into your reality. You put it on paper. So now you took care of the thinking part and the planning part. And then underneath that is work. So now you you went, you bought the equipment. You scheduled, you scheduled guests. That's the work. You're seeing the results, not because it, can, it was an idea or you put a plan together, you're seeing results because you're doing the work. And when more men start to do the work and shut your damn mouth, you listen. So I tell people all the time, don't get constipated. So, you know, you're constipated when you just eat and eat and you're taking stuff in and you're not releasing. And a lot of people are taking in all this podcast info, all this social media info, all of these great quote unquote motivational speakers. We bringing in all this info. So we're consuming, 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 but we ain't executing or releasing. You constipated. And you know, when you're constipated, you're toxic. You can't think clear. You sluggish. But when you release, you got a little more energy. You think a little more clear. So you, I want you to challenge your audience to take the word and do the work. And don't be constipated. Don't be a hog. Let that breathe. <laughs> Let it breathe. I'm gonna tell you what I mean. Let that don't be a hog. Bruh, all my men, don't be a hog. Coach, what you mean? Watch this. Uh, in, in this terms, and everybody know what I'm saying. And then got nothing to do with women. A hoe is somebody that takes in everything from anybody. You just taking it in. And you ain't committed to nothing. There's no commitment. So now we're taking in podcasts and folks, we're taking in video, we're taking in YouTube, we're taking in social media, all this stuff, come on in, come on in, come on in. And I'm not committed to any of it. I'm a hoe, a constipated hoe. So the challenge for us as men is to work the word, do the heart work so that we can develop in our leadership as a man. Because somebody's following you. Somebody's watching you. And the minute you, they can get off the work. Like, so you talk about your boards, right? So you say, coach, what would you tell somebody like that? I would share some information. And this is what I had to learn, Kickway. My job is just to share the info. 
only, I only got one job here today with you. Share the information. What you do with it is your responsibility. Absolutely. Because I've learned to control what I can control. But we get so connected to other people's results and other people's execution. Can't wait, just do your job. Put the podcast together, put the people on the podcast, drop the podcast and get it into as many ears as you possibly can and let it go. Some of them cats that you with, you ain't supposed to be with no more. Exactly. You holding on because you got history. But you know what a man says? A man says, in order for me to be successful, I gotta sometimes create separation. So now you gotta ask yourself, who and what do you need to separate yourself from so you can continue to do the work? Mm-hmm. Man, and you're so right, man. I feel like from, I turned 31 in December. And Congrats. from, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm getting someplace, you know. Yeah, you, yeah, you're getting up there. I got, I got a 31-year-old son. Let's go. That's my oldest. Let's go. You know, like, so I feel like, you know, I'm learning that. I'm learning that the less I do, the more productive I am. The less I get involved in, the more focused I can stay. The less people I talk to, the more I'm actually able to deepen my spiritual, emotional relationship, you know? Um, and, and and even in terms of just like physical health, like you were talking about with the, with the, the gentleman you were talking to uh, a couple of days ago, you know, I've noticed that, you know, even with men, even going to the doctor and, and being vulnerable enough to say like, you know, doc, I'm gaining weight. I need, I need to figure this out. They only want to say that, you know, and, and, or I don't feel right. Or, you know, like for me, you know, I need to schedule a chiropractor visit because my neck is kind of messed up, you know, but I'm just thinking through all these reasons why eh, I'll do it later. Oh, I'll do this, you know, and it's just like, you only have right now you only have right here like there is not even doesn't even exist yet you know what i'm saying let me tell you how i've been able to overcome that i use a framework um so the first thing that most that all of us need to do is we need to have goals targets and objectives as men personal business or work and then service right three areas personal business or work, if, you, if you're if you an entrepreneur, business owner, business, if you're working the nine to five at work, and then service, like how will you get back to the world, right? So if you create real and smart, specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, time-bound, objectives, targets, goals, and results. And I'm not talking about over a one year, I'm talking about 90 days, every 90 days, that leads you into the one-year version of you, the three-year version, the five, the seven, all the way up to the 10-year. So if you start and say, what the, what do you look like at 41? How do you, how much money do you want to be generating? What does your health look like? Where are you living? What are you driving? How are you dressing? What does your wife look like if you're gonna have one? How many kids do you are you gonna have? Like, just create the vision. And then what you do is you start to reverse engineer it. And you go from 10 years to seven to five to, so I'm 54. I know what 64 year old Kendall look like. Now watch this. When you do that, like you said, we won't say, man, I ain't feeling right, I gotta go to the doctor. And you're right, we won't, because we think we're invincible, we're Superman. But what happens now is, if you know you got an objective, and targets to hit. And remember I said language. You gotta stop saying, what do I need to do? Now, Kipway, you got goals, you got objectives, you got targets that affect you, that affect your mindset, your health set, your relationships, as well as your wealth. So now the question is, who do I need to be in order to hit these targets? So I just ran a half marathon, right? Uh, right last, two weeks ago, right? Who do I need to be? to hit these goals, targets, and objectives. So now it ain't a matter of, I'm not feeling good, but I ain't gonna go to the doctor. Nah, I don't feel good. In order for me to hit this, obje this objective and this target, I gotta get energy. So I just ran a half a marathon. I go every week and I get testosterone shots. I'm leaving, after I'm done with you, I'm going to go get stretched. I get stretched two, two times a week. I meditate 20 minutes in the morning, 20 minutes in the afternoon. I train with my trainer three days a week and I run 100 miles a month and I'm scheduled to do another half marathon. 
Why? Because I like it? Hell no. I got goals, targets, and objectives. And in order for me to hit them, I need to be in peak physical. That's why I got a therapist. Mental health. Because, now, now here's, here's what happens. When you start thinking like that, you have now gone from being an amateur to a professional. And most men are not showing up as a professional. See, an amateur just be freestyling. When you show up as an amateur, you do it when you feel like doing it or you don't feel like doing it. But a professional shows up regardless of how he feels. So now when you become a professional, you say, I've created goals, targets, and objectives. And as a professional, this is how I need to pack my lunch and go to work on me first. Then I gotta go make money. Then I gotta do this. I gotta make sure I'm healthy. So when you show up as a professional, now you start to do the work. Back to that word, the work. That's the internal work as well as the external work to help you hit your one, I'm sorry, your 90 day, your one year, three year, five year, seven year, 10 year objectives. So it's never a question of, I'm not feeling good. Why won't I go? Because you ain't, you ain't got nothing that you're reaching for. Most men are just living day to day. You ain't got nothing that, but watch this. Remember back in the day? I don't know if you're single or not, but remember you would see, you would see, you see a chick and you'd be like, Mm, she fine, she bad. Y'all might be in the same school, you might be working at the same job, and you find ways for her to get to look at you. You shave a little, you tell your barber, give me a little extra tight line, because I'm going to this party tonight, I know she gonna be there. You doing extra stuff, because you trying to, let's keep it real, you trying to smash. You ain't look at her and say, I mean, keep it real. We didn't look at her and say, I wanna marry her. No, 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 you say, I wanna smash. So you're doing everything that you can to position you to smash. See, you ain't got nothing to smash right now. You ain't got no goals, no objectives, no targets. You ain't trying to smash financial goals. You ain't trying to smash health goals. You don't know what you're gonna look like in 10 years. So you're just living every day. And that's why nobody's life is where they need it to be. Cause you're trying to, you're trying to plan for 41 at 41. And you can't plan for 41 at 41. You plan for 41 at 31. That's strong. Oh my goodness. That's a lot. You said you ain't got nothing to smash. Yeah, that, that was that that one just came to me. <laughs> that one just came to me. That's that's but it's true. What yes. you smashing? Yes. Like watch this. We we are men, right? I don't, you got a girl, you married, whatever that is. Watch this. It's natural for us to want to smash. Like right. I go to my wife and I'm like, yo, it's the S and G night, smash and grab. That's what I call it. <laughs> right? She'd be like, yo, we gotta schedule a smash and grab appointment. All right, we're gonna go hard. <laughs> bro, like we're looking, we watch this. You ain't hunting. You ain't we, hunting. Oh, bro, look, watch this. We mm. when we on the smash and grab, we we hunting. I'm I'm hunting for a piece of tail. I'm hunting, I'm hunting, I'm trying to get this money, I'm hunting. But you have lost your desire to hunt. You don't know what the hell you want, so you ain't hunting. And when a, when a, when as a man, you ain't got that hunt, you ain't got that dog, you are just running around like a stray animal going nowhere because you have nothing that you're going after. You gotta get that dog. You gotta have that pretty drive. And that's that vulnerability, man. Because then once you identify what you want, then there comes the fear of what if I don't get it? the avoidance of the things I have to do to change in order to get it. So watch this, mm, this is good. Again, you're going to be afraid. Just tell your boys this, Kibway, watch this. I'm, I, this is what I tell Kat. I said, can I give you some encouragement? They say, yeah, I know I really want to encourage you. Yeah, it's going to be hard as hell. Huh, coach? It's going to be hard as hell. It's going to be so hard, you're going to want to quit. You're going to be afraid. Coach, but you just, yeah, no, no. I don't want you to think, because I'm giving you this fine speech. In your head, you got this background music playing. Man, this is going to be good. No, 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 no. <laughs> you said that you wanted to make X amount of dollars. You said that you wanted to smash that chick right there. And she's a dime. You said you wanted this. What in the hell makes you think that if the universe is just going to give it to you? You're going to be tried. You're going to be challenged. And you're going to be tested by what you say you want. See, that's where that one word comes in that most men have not really embraced. Now, it's a, it's a, it's a big word. It's a big word, so, but I'm gonna share it with you. Character. See, character is 
I said, this is the way I want my life to look. Now, if I ain't got no character, I'm lying to myself. So I tell people, Kidway, all the time, like, yo, they always say, coach, how did you stop drinking? I said, I developed character. What, what you mean? I had been telling myself I was gonna stop for years, but I was lying to myself, bad character. The final time when I did it, I had a little more motivation to do it because my wife, I knew she was done with me. So I said, I'm going to stop. And in the midst of that, I said, I have to make sure that I, my character can stand on the word. And then once I developed, the, once I had the character, then the accountability kicked in. And then after the accountability, then the responsibility. So just tell your people, stop, stop lying to yourself. Forget me, <laughs> tell me whatever. But you know, when you stand in the mirror or you on a call and you say, or to yourself, you say, I'm gonna do X, Y, and Z. Like, I'm gonna start running. I'm gonna start lifting. I'm gonna call her, I, right? You, you're lying to yourself. You know you're lying. Because most people that don't have character, it's easy to say, but they don't have the consistency to go with it. Yeah. Wow, man. Oh my goodness. Man, you gave us so much, man. I, I'm gonna be digesting this. It's got a couple of weeks before it comes out. And I'm so glad because I'm, I'm going to have to like really internalize because there's just things that are going on in, with me in my this season of my life that I know who I'm trying to be. And so I'm like, adjustments have to be made, bro. Adjustments have to be made. And just like you said, they are very uncomfortable. And I, what I have to do is just what you said is be more vulnerable, even with this whole podcast and everything like that. There are there is power in the things that I'm going through. And sometimes I don't really want to talk about it. You know what I'm saying? And so all of this is really, really helpful for me. And I just truly appreciate you even being here. Um, I, I don't want to uh, belabor the time. Um, if at the end of every episode, we do a thought exercise, which is work right that we can do right now right after this episode you know yep. you turn this off and you start working and i would love for you to give us a thought exercise that maybe you give your clients or that you give yourself when you having a yep. day where you just feel your character leaning a little bit yeah so character just like everything else you develop it and that means you have to go through a training process just like when we talked about riding the bike mm -hmm. you're gonna fall you're not gonna be perfect but the more you do it the better you get so he here's an exercise um that i want everybody first today is, is whatever day it is let's say um i want you to create three objectives a target three targets three goals i don't like to use the word goal but people connected the word three objectives or goals that you want to accomplish over a 90 day period, right? So at the end of 90 days, it could be, and don't just make it money because money is the easy thing. Money comes, money is the last thing that comes, but money can be one of them, right? So watch, three specific objectives, goals, or results, right? Then I want you to say, this is the first thing you say, who do I have to be in order to hit these goals, objectives, and results? So what that means is, do I need to be more silent, more quiet? Do I need to be more still? Do I need to be in great physical health? Do I need to go see a therapist? Like, who do I need to be? That's the first thing. The second thing is, what are the activities, the specific activities that I am going to need to do on a daily and a weekly basis in order for me to hit these objectives? And you take those activities. Now watch this, they are called high value activities, HVAs, high value activities. High value activities are activities that are directly connected to help you hit your goal and objective. What are the high value activities? Then side note, we do not allow any LVAs to interfere, low value activities. So if I know I'm on a mission to finish this second half a marathon I'm running in two hours and 15 minutes, I have created my high value activities. I'm eating right, I'm, I'm, my schedule is tight, I'm working out every day, I'm climbing the mountain. Now, when my wife come in and be like, yo, I see you scheduled to go climb the mountain, but I wanna have a smash and grab. That's a low value activity, it feel good. 
But I got I got to be man enough to tell my wife, yo, I'm going to smash. I'm definitely going to smash right after I come back from the mountain because I'm on a mission. Right. And so you create these three objectives. You create your high value activities, the activity that you need to take every day, every week, every month in order to hit. it. Now, here's the key. Every week you do a check. You need to measure where you are as it connects to this activity. Now, measuring means that there needs to be some sort of a number attached. If you say I'm trying to lose 10 pounds in 90 days, now the, the, object, the goal is 10 pounds. Every, we got activity set every week. How much have I lost? Every week you look at your calendar, you check off. Did I do these activities, these high value activities like I was supposed to? If you can do that for 90 days, then you can do it for another 90 days. Every 90 days you create a new objective. At the beginning of the next year, you have a one-year objective, goals, targets, and objectives. And every 90 days, you position yourself to hit them. Then you do three years, five years, 10 years. The biggest problem for most, most of us is we're not only trying to play the game right now, we're trying to win the game and win the championship, and it ain't even the playoffs. And it ain't even the playoffs. Oof. Like, it's seasons. Twenty. This year has four quarters it's the season of 2022 i don't know whenever y'all looking at this it's 2022 it's the season of 2022 but i got four quarters so that means every quarter i gotta play hard to win the quarter i might play hard the four, first quarter january february march but then the second third and fourth quarter i'm whack i'm not gonna hit my objective i ain't even gonna make the playoffs so if you think about an athlete, they play in basketball. They train and practice to play a whole game or 40 minutes of a game. But if they have to play the whole game, they'll play it. Why? Because they train it, they run it. And then they do it for a whole season. And then they're ready for the playoff. But watch this, kid boy. How is it that an athlete, football, basketball, soccer, doesn't matter. How is it that they can play a whole season, then be ready for the playoffs and endure everything? They train every single day high-value activity. Mm, mm, mm. Man, that is good. All right, y'all. If you're just tuning in, rewind this, listen to the whole thing again, rewind it, listen to it again. Uh, this is uh, Mr. Kendall Fecklin. What an incredible interview. Thank you so much, man. I, I appreciate it. Like I said, I'm going to listen to this a few times before I even release this to the public so I can squeeze all the good oh, out of it. <laughs> last thing, last thing. Tell all your people, right, yourself included, if you don't already, everybody needs to have a coach. Every professional has a coach. Whether you're a professional athlete, whether you are a professional businessman, everybody has a coach. Start to put your team together. Your coach is going to help you hit your goals, targets, and objectives and help you get clear. Absolutely. Get a coach. I got, I got three of them. Get a coach. You got to have somebody that's going to push you, that's going to pull you, that's going to prepare you and promote you. Get you a coach. Kid boy, you're supposed to be somebody's coach. So you coaching on the podcast. That's good. But there's some, there, there are men out there that need more that need you to be vulnerable, that need you to share, that need you to help them get clear. So position yourself to be somebody's coach. Ain't talking about jumping to this group coach. No, 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 that's good, but no, no, no. You need somebody that's going, that knows exactly what you're dealing with. So I need you, Kid Boy, this is for you, to prepare yourself to work with young men and coach them. You ain't got to think that you, you ain't where you need to be. You coach them on where you are and how you got to where you are because they're not where you are. That's amazing. Oh my goodness. So before you go, how how are people supposed to find you? How do people Man, get involved in Grind Nation? How do yeah, people- forget grind, forget grind Nation, forget all that, bro. Like, that's why I tell people saying about, if they, if they want more, go Google me, Kendall Ficklin, or just go to my website, kendallficklin.com. That's it, it ain't that deep. You ain't gotta get involved in Grind Nation, you ain't gotta, if you want more, go to the website. There's more information, there's more ways to connect with me, and then Google me. And I always say Google me because there was a time when you Google me that the mugshot came up. But when, when you become a professional, your good deeds outweigh your bad. And so everything bad that you did goes down to the bottom of Google. 
page two, three, 20, 19, a thousand. So just keep allowing your good deeds to, your, to outweigh your bad. And then you tell people to Google you, they're gonna see all the good work that you do. Every podcast episode that you drop, every person that you uh, are making an impact in their life, just Google. That's incredible. Thank you so much. Thank, thank you, you so much. And thank you for speaking that into me. I, I really appreciate it and I received that. Yep. I received that. Thank you all so much for listening to Empower You Podcast. Please do me a favor and share this with any men or young men, husbands, brothers, cousins, friends that you have. Uh, We want to make sure that we're reaching as many uh, men as possible with this series. Uh, So do me a favor and share that. And for all the rest of us who are Empower You Podcast fans, friends, listeners, subscribers, I truly appreciate you. Thank you for being here. And I'll talk to you a little bit later. Peace. Thanks for listening to Empower You Podcast. Don't forget to rate and review this episode because we would love to hear your takeaways from this discussion. And it helps us reach more listeners just like you. If you'd like daily audio video clips from the podcast, you can find Empower You Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Thanks for listening. I'll talk to you soon.